caution. Your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason. You're entering Kingston Country. I'm Dan Kingston, and you're listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. Today's guest is Samantha from Ohio, a middle school biology teacher. I want to get into impeachment and, in particular, QAnon. I know we have a lot to discuss about QAnon in particular. But uh, did you see this article about the marathon runner in North Carolina slapped a female reporter's butt in the middle of her broadcast on live TV, and this reporter's filed a sexual battery charge. I guess she's being represented by celebrity attorney Gloria Allred. Did you see the video? Yes, I did see the video. What did you make of it? Yes. So from what I saw, I don't know exactly what went through this man's mind as to why he thought it would be a smart idea to smash this reporter's butt on li- on live TV when he's being recorded and his face is right there for everybody to see. So I don't know what the whole thought process was. He's not a genius. That. I'll say that. Right. I mean, you could tell by the antlers and everything on his head. There's something, I don't know. But <laughs> um, I personally think that assault and battery charges are extreme. That's just my take on it, because if it was me, I would probably just have turned around and punched him in the face <laughs> and then just called it a day. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, I mean, I wonder if there's like a lesser. I'm not an attorney. I don't know. I wonder if there's a lesser charge, but it struck my attention that she got the celebrity attorney, Gloria Allred. Yes, I did see that. I'm, I, I'm not 100 percent familiar with the with her name, but for the fact that she is at least from what I can make of this, if she's going in to get a celebrity attorney, she is definitely looking to bring this man down. Yeah, I think so. And you could even tell from the interview how she said that she felt like her power was taken away. It almost sounded to me as if she was mimicking, I guess, when somebody is being interviewed as a a rape victim. And I just feel like that's unfair to to put it in that type of light. I understand Uh, that that's where she was coming from then so be it if that's how she really feels about it. But to me, she I would have thought that she was raped, honestly, mm. because that sounds to me something when, when people go on interviews and say that they were raped and taken advantage of, that they felt like their power was completely gone and it was hard for them to find themselves again. And I don't know. That's just my my view on that. Yeah, well, I think it's it's appropriate to make a distinction, I guess, because then how do you separate the true monsters from just the true idiots? And I guess in his exactly. apology, he said that she was a major asset to the community. And I just was like, oh, no, because, you know, when you're thinking really hard about not saying a particular thing and then you say, yeah. you know, he's thinking, don't say ass, don't say ass. And then he said, you're a great asset to the community. Okay. Did you catch that? I did. I did. Did that run through your and mind, I'm- too? I mean, did you laugh at that or did that go by? Cause I don't know if I just like looked at that because I'm a guy and I saw that or if that. If no, I, I, I did. I did see that. I thought it was pretty funny too. I, like, you know, in this instance to choose those specific words. Yeah. Do you um, think it was a thing where he's thinking, don't say asset, don't say asset. Or do you think he actually was kind of putting that in there as a sly remark? That's what I was just going to say that to you. I almost feel as if he might think that it's so ridiculous that he is being charged to this degree for just a tap on the butt that he might've just kind of did that as a fly, you know? Mm-hmm. I do. 
I wondered that. And I wondered I, that. Yeah, and like I said, I don't want to, you know, say that this woman is overreacting in any case because everybody reacts differently. Of course. To every situation that they're in. And she is on live TV, so she might have felt extremely embarrassed about it. I'm sure she probably did. But I, like I said, I just know if it was me, that probably would have enraged me more than up, upset me, like, in the in the sense of, like, feeling like I was powerless and weak and all that. That would not have even crossed my mind. Yeah, yeah. I guess, how do we um, uh, have women have that sense of empowerment as opposed to that sense of victimization? Not just women, but just um, everybody. To have that sense of empowerment, you know, in those situations, because victimhood is a horrible place to get into. Yeah, it's it's definitely a hard line to to draw. I got to ask because your experience in the classroom, okay, and the Me Too movement and all this kind of stuff. I mean, how do you handle this kind of thing as a teacher? Let's say somebody comes to you and said, you know, Johnny spanked me or something. Oh, well, you have to go through a whole a whole ordeal of things. Really, hmm. it's so it's so much work to deal with things like that because. If they come to you, which I actually did have something like that come to me, and I don't, I can't dis- particularly discuss details, right. but something along those lines happened. It happens all the time. You know, guys, boys touch the girls or whatever, just in passing in the hallway or whatever happened. And if they come to tell you about it, it has to be brought now to principals. It's brought to superintendents. They okay, are. Well, what about, different. Samantha, what about if a student um, comes up to you and says, Samantha, I'm in love with you. How do you handle that? Because you know that there's this thing where students seem to develop fantasies about their teachers, right? Right. So Has that ever happened to you? Me, not yet. <laughs> not yet. It's still early. But it could because year. you're a young, I mean, how old, you look from your picture like you're a young woman. Am I right? How old are you? I'm 24. So it, presumably it's, you're going to get faced with this, Right. Oh, I, yes, definitely. And there has been things like this, not to that extreme, but just long, long gazes. And, you know, these, these boys are in middle school, so they think that they're innuendos that they try to use. We don't know what they mean, and they, we do. But it works for you mean. that they're not falling asleep, at least. Yes, exactly. At least I have their interests in some way or another. I can't complain about that. But you have to be so careful because this, this is such a problem. And to right. me, I, I don't get that whole thing with student teacher relationships. It really freaks me out to be quite honest with you, hmm. but you, you have to be, you have to just be quick to report anything like that. You have to, that's just the world that we live in. If you want to kind of cover your own ass, I'm sorry. I don't know if I could say that. Cover your own <laughs> no, butt. Yeah, yeah, no, you can say that. <laughs> but so you got to um, report Johnny. If he sends you, you a, like a love letter. Yeah, you have to tell. Yeah, you have to tell somebody because God oh. forbid they go around and, and start to make a rumor or, oh. or try to flip it around on you and you didn't say anything. Oh, there goes your like, job. like Samantha accepted my love letter. Yeah, exactly. And then and it could be blown out of proportion in so many other ways, too, because mm. in this world that we live in today, that's the one thing about that's really hard being a teacher in general, is that if you don't cover your own butt with every single thing, 99% of the time, or I'll cut it down. I'll say maybe like 90% of the time. It's a lot of the time the students word against the teacher. It really yeah, is. Yeah. Let's talk about impeachment because there's so much in the news. What are your thoughts about what's going on today with impeachment? Oh my gosh. 
I don't know how many times you've seen on the news a clown show. <laughs> but that is probably the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's true. It it's like is. a WWF yeah. wrestling match, and everybody's going after the uh, you know championship cage match title or something like that. Yeah, and it's funny because I feel like the Democrats, I feel like they know it's a joke. You you see Adam Schiff laughing about about things during these trials, and you know when when we were going through these trials back and forth, and he was, you know, talking about who can speak and making his rules, making all these different rules up as as you go. It makes it a joke. It, it's no longer held up to the standard that it's supposed to be, and the you know held to the constitutional value that it should have been. It's now being made a joke because it's like you're playing with your younger brother during some game and he's losing and he's making rules up as he goes so he can start winning again. Like that's really what it looks like to me. And I'm sure to a lot of other Americans as well. I think so. I think it's playing against them. You see all these Democrats who think that Trump's going to be removed now. They don't understand it has to go to the Senate first. Do you see that? They have no idea. They have no, (laughs) and that also goes to show you the types of people that you're dealing with. Yeah in America as well, that they don't even know the impeachment, um, like the steps of impeachment to begin with. So they really don't know anything. Right. Just, just basic. Like it goes fed. to the Senate and people are mm-hmm. pretending like they understand what's going on and, and, and shouting. You know, I think that some of the people that shout the loudest maybe are the, the least informed. I mean, I have to say that to myself too, maybe, I don't know. Cause I shout pretty loud, <laughs> but let's talk. Okay. I, I, what do you think? About, you agree with that, or have you? What do you think? I mean, to a, to an extent, I do, but I have to say, and we'll get to the Q and on later. But the people that I do follow, who do dedicate their pages to researching and digging, and breaking this down for people, so it's very understandable. They do shout very loudly, but they make sure they have the research to back it up, and that's mm. the most important part about it. Love that. If you can't back your statements up. You're, it's pointless to me. And it's so, so easy to Google and fact check these days. And I feel like no one does that as a teacher. That must drive you crazy. It does. And especially as a science teacher, all you do in science is research and research and research. And that's why I got so turned on to always double checking things and looking over things because you really do have to question. They teach you in science. You should question all research and make sure you're doing your own research into it to make sure it's valid. Why shouldn't it be the same with every other source and outlet in your life? So media, for example, the mainstream media, why wouldn't we fact check everything that they say? Right. Why would you? These are still people you're dealing with. Right. Humans can be, are faulted. We have bias and we have, you know, we do lie. We do sin. We do these things. So why wouldn't we question everything? That's always my outlook. This is a great transition into QAnon because a lot of people uh, are calling it a conspiracy theory, and I don't know if that's fair. Uh, you've been really influenced by it, right? What do you? How would you describe it? I have been so influenced by this movement, honestly, and I was never a conspiracy theory type of person. I really wasn't. But I remember looking into this about so it's almost going to be three years now. And it's Samantha, going is, on it, even is it a conspiracy theory? Personally, no, I don't think so because it's hard to explain right now until we get into it, but they have these things called Q proofs. And when we get into talking about Q and who, who these people are, because it's not just one person, mm. 
a cue proof is basically validating the messages that are posted on this board, this secure board, board called 8chan, which is where this team of Q, they call them Q plus, who have high military security clearance. Yeah, the clearance where they, they can get all the top secret stuff, right? Exactly. It's called Q level clearance. That's what it's called. Right. And it's a supposedly a team that surrounds Trump and includes Trump as well. That's why it is called Q plus. Hmm. But so they've never acknowledged happened, it publicly, right? He's done. This is where we come into the Q proof. Uh, he has said many things in his rallies and speeches that kind of give you a little wink, wink to the people who do follow Q. Okay, Did Samantha, I got this. Is really mm-hmm. interesting because this connects to a podcast that's going to air before this one, actually. Um, and okay. and in that. I talked to the first um, congressional candidate who's gotten evicted. And I only bring that up because he he actually made some amazing political points. But he also is, I mean, I don't know, I could be wrong. I feel like maybe he's a little bit troubled because he seems to think that Tiffany uh, Timpf, uh, it's a conservative pundit, on, uh, is giving him signals to the TV and he's in love with her and, and he and he thinks that she's giving him secret signals to him through the TV. And, and so you could see why somebody might who doesn't know about QAnon might say, oh, here's, here they go. They're thinking Trump's giving them secret symbols through the, through the right, TV, yeah, right? I know. Yeah. I, and I totally agree. Sometimes I sit back and I'm like, if you explain this to somebody who hasn't followed it from the beginning, I could totally see them thinking you're completely nuts. I do. I Trust me. I, I do. Because I even have my family who I go to, and they think I'm nuts half the time. And then all of a sudden, these things that I've been talking about two years ago that are finally happening, happening, such as we, I mean, obviously, we all knew impeachment was going to be coming. We knew that. The Democrats have been talking about it for two years now, from the moment two and a half years ago. So when he got voted into office as our president, they were already planning to take him out. But this was a QAnon prediction? Yes. As well, yes. I mean that's 100%. I mean that's significant. So I mean I guess what was like the the main thing that got you thinking? Hey, this movement I got to take this seriously because usually there's a tipping point for people, right? Yeah. What was it for you? So for me personally, it, besides the fact that Trump had been brought into office, it honestly wasn't even about that particularly. They they talk about. Um, a whole bunch of things that mm. stem from the chemicals that are, and hormones that are put in our food to these things called these things called chemtrails that people believe that are sprayed in the atmosphere that basically kind from of airplanes like, from jets, right? From the airplane jets, and they believe that that's a big cause of cancer. Among but but also, um, QAnon predicted Epstein, right? Yes. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. That I think for me. And for many people, I think it's like, uh-oh, maybe they I are or something. It wasn't so much the suicide or anything like that, but it was all the pieces before that. So what was really happening on his island, of course, we still don't fully know, but we get the gist that there was many things going on because we have the airline records. We have pilots that are afraid for their lives to come forward and tell the news and the, you know, the American people mm. that they saw these minors on the plane with these elitists. Mm. 
flying into Epstein's island? What is going on there? Why would you be flying with miners to your island in the Caribbean, right? Is it the Caribbean that it was in, I believe? Or yeah, the I Bahamas? Think so. Yeah, whatever. some isolate, isolated, you know, location. Exactly. A very isolated location. And there is rumors going around also on QAnon that there is some type of possible underground tunneling. And that's where the, that's where these pictures were coming in before anything was even released to the media. Mm. We were seeing these pictures of Epstein Island from the temple. And then he has this sundial, which looks very satanically ritualistic almost. Mm. And, um, well, QAnon goes a lot into the satanic rituals, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. They believe that a lot of the people who are in the high politics, like very high politics, are satanic worshippers. And that's where all this comes from, the taking the blood of the children and sacrificing. And it's all to please Satan. And that's why they say that a lot of these these people die or they're killed off or whatever the case is, drug overdose. It's because they weren't pleasing Satan. That's, that, that is the conspiracy theory behind it. And that's why you see a lot of these actors and actresses and politicians die as from random things and then they don't really go into it. They said because they think it's because whatever they're doing, they're no longer pleasing Satan. And that's why they all are so gung ho on taking the children. And, and they even say that um, child protective services, another thing that was seen on QAnon, that that's not really protecting the children. It's actually people say they've got, there's reports of their people saying that their kids were literally lost to the system, Ugh. never to be seen again. But why, why is that? If they're in a system, they should be able to be easily traced. But they say that, they're, that that's a part of this whole pedophilia ring that's been going on. And it is known now because it's been confirmed through Epstein that there was this humongous pedophilia ring going on between politicians and actors and actresses. And it's, they call it the elite, you know, sex trafficking ring right. or child sex trafficking ring. So they believe that there are a lot of moving parts that were working with this, such as, like I said, the Child Protective Services all these different charities to fund all the monies and fund it and hide the um, movement of these children through, you know, their planes and their jets that they use. So all these things are what is basically posted on the ACAN board, but it's very vague. Like they will give you a word like Epstein dot, dot, dot. How does, how are like, how is this related to the Clintons or, um, like Beyonce and Jay-Z, and then you go into it and it forces you to do the research. Mm. And now it's making you look back in time and see, well, how, how are they related? When was the first time they met? Where were they? And what did they do? Like, and then you, see all, you start finding out all these things, and that's why this movement is a revolution, because it's not so much that these people are telling us, here, here it is, like, th- this is what you should believe, like the mainstream media does. They're basically giving you like an open-ended question. And asking you to do the research. They're crowdsourcing uh, to the citizenry, sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's also so much more credible in my eyes, because they're not trying to force information down your throat. They're making you open your eyes and look. One of the other things that I, uh, that I didn't even realize was that they're doing these blood transfusions with young blood. I thought that was a conspiracy until I saw it's really happening. There's stores where you can buy young blood and get a blood transfusion. And people are doing it. Can you believe that? Oh yeah. So this is another big thing that I was telling that I was telling people too, because I know that they they refer to it as the. Have you ever heard of that term adren- adrenochrome? Uh, I mean, is that, that the part of the blood that gets you young? That's what they believe that all these elite politicians. So to me, I, this is a little bit of a stretch for me. Even again, there's some things that I take 
and don't take from there as well. Okay. Um, and like I said, unless it's fully researched to the fullest extent and we could find the information to back it up, that's the only point where I'll be like, okay, definitely that we have information to back it up. This is verified evidence. You know, we can, like we can believe this, but yes, like Epstein. But in this instance, I wouldn't say because the theory in adrenochrome is that they, it's happening while they're doing whatever to these children on Epstein's Island. This is where it originated. So they're doing whatever to these children, terrible, awful things. And as they're scared, you know, these children are scared. They're basically taking or draining the blood out of their adrenal glands. And it's supposed to be like this high euphoric, like making you young, basically miracle serum that they use. Do they do that so for now, like a, like cattle or something? Like you scare an animal when you butcher it, it tastes better. Like the Japanese do that yes. or something, right? Yes. It's that burger. I don't remember the name of it, but there's a specific burger that apparently they do that. Yes. And the closest thing that was found to that was those articles that we saw that they are actually doing blood transfusion from these uh, minors, I would call them, or these children, and they're basically pumping it into adults to see if it can reverse any type of aging process, whether it's internally or externally. Well, I don't and get as me, if, What about like these high school kids that are always told, go donate your blood, and they have these high school blood drives. Little do they know their blood's being bought by elitist you know, blood suckers using their young blood yeah. for their transfusions. Yeah. You think it's being used for emergencies. Why it's doesn't this stuff budget. get covered, uh, you know, on CNN? I mean, I, I know they're horrible, right? But even Fox, I don't think it's ever, yeah. it's not getting time on the cable news stations. It's not covered because unfortunately, like QAnon, and that's another thing I love about it. It's not, people say, oh, it's a right-wing conspiracy theory. It's not just right right-wing. It's not just uh, focused on them. It kind of brings everything to light, no matter what party it is, no matter who's involved or what politician it is. It'll bring everybody to light. And um, I feel like that's why it's not shown on the mainstream media, also because they are afraid of it. I really think that that's why they're afraid of it, and that's why they're pushing this conspiracy theory. They're pushing it to be conspiracy theories that they're hoping that no more people jump on board with it but there's already quite a lot of people on board. If you actually dive into this rabbit hole, as we like to call it, you find that there's a lot of people that are involved more so than they lead to believe on the mainstream media. Yeah. There's a big interest in the globalist elites to keep the people feeling stupid and not yeah. finding the truth. And, uh, you know, as you say, looking into the facts for themselves and, with a science yeah. background as a teacher, you know all too well how dangerous that is uh, when the citizenry gets mm -hmm. dumbed down. So thank you so much for your time today, Samantha from Ohio, a middle school biology teacher, an insightful political enthusiast. Thank you for joining the Dan Kingston podcast today. Thank you so much, Dan. This is great. Kingston Country. You've been listening to the Dan Kingston podcast. Dan Kingston here. Are you fed up with the mainstream media? Do you want to support citizen journalism? The Dan Kingston podcast is dedicated to asking questions and exploring topics the mainstream media won't touch. If you enjoy this content, would you help me give you even more for less than $1 a month? Yeah, less than $1 a month. You can help me do just that. And it's as easy 
as using Apple Pay or any credit card. And by the way, I'll be thanking sponsor names, your name, at the beginning of each podcast episode. So would you consider signing up for less than $1 a month? Find the link to become a sponsor in the description of this podcast episode or visit anchor.fm slash Dan Kingston. Thank you in advance for supporting citizen journalism and helping me provide you with even more content. I really appreciate it.